Der Morgen. Morgen, Morgen. Setups. Agrafters. Something tyrant. Thanks for 280k. Introducing the filter sort. This is your chance to take a stand against tyrants and support the one and only movement that can save our country and make America great again. That was Donald Trump stating that this is your chance to take a stand against tyrants that support the MAGA movement. Okay. I'm Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. You know, the thing about these videos of Donald Trump, they are in posts that he and his team are able to watch. They pre-record it, and then they post it on his social media platform. And so, ostensibly, there are people who are supposed to vet these things, yet he puts them out anyway. And so, in addition to all of the unhinged things he says when he gives the speeches, these are videos that he puts out each and every day. So here's another one over the past 24 hours where he states that he believes that the other Republicans who are running against him in Iowa, like Nikki Haley and like Ron DeSantis and Chris Christie and others, that they are trying to cheat and that they are trying to rig Iowa against him. So Donald Trump's now accusing other Republicans of trying to cheat against him. Here, play this clip. Our wonderful Trump caucus captains, thank you for all that you're doing. We really appreciate it. The most important thing you can do for our campaign is to lock in your 10 for Trump and turn them out for caucuses. Teach them how to caucus. Take them in your car on caucus night. If you have to uh, do whatever is necessary, we got to get them in. We got to make America great again. So do whatever it takes. If you do, we will win and win big. And that's what you have to do. You know, the other side does cheat and we're not going to let that happen. We cannot let that happen. But that's what we need from you. Get in your car, get a lot of people and get down and caucus. Give it. I mean, doesn't this routine get old, folks? Isn't this unhinged Donald Trump MAGA fascism just kind of old and boring at this point? He does the same routine over and over again. Let's not forget that in the primaries back in 2016, remember he said that Ted Cruz was cheating and Ted Cruz was rigging the primaries and that it was all rigged against him. And that's just what he does. He just accuses everybody of cheating all the time and frankly it is just so pathetic not even as like a political opinion like it's just at a human level this behavior is pathetic it is embarrassing it is weak it is cowardly it is pathetic here donald trump Again, consistent with this cowardly and pathetic behavior. Again, this was over the past 24 hours as well. Here he attacks the New York Post, which is owned by Rupert Murdoch, one of the main purveyors of Hunter Biden everything, one of the biggest supporters of Trump, the New York Post, a Murdoch property. Here Donald Trump says the New York Post is a radical left publication that went bad on Trump because they don't just 
post all these things that are, we love him, we love him every day. Because they're not like that, he now says the New York Post is a woke, leftist, radical entity that's gone bad on Trump. I mean, this guy is just so pathetic. Here, play this clip. Since the New York Post went bad on Trump, and they have gone bad, their numbers have fallen tremendously. People aren't buying it. They don't want to read that. The New York Post has treated me great for almost a lifetime. And now, for whatever reason, and I guess it's radical left or the rhino stuff, they have gone really bad, and it's ridiculous. But the numbers are down. Their numbers of readers and everything else has gone down tremendously. Great people are tired of hearing fake news. The New York Post used to be so good, but not anymore. We have to get it back before it's too late. Because, frankly, if they don't change, there will be no more New York Post. And that would be sad. And again, these are video clips that he pre-records and posts. This is the message that he wants out there. Attacking the New York Post and claiming that the other Republicans are cheating and... Again, posting something, which, by the way, I agree with. If you want to stop tyrants, vote out MAGA. But here he's posting that, you know, and, and not vetting his own posts with his own messaging. It's like this one that he posted. This one that I'm about to show you wasn't in the past 24 to 48 hours. But this is when he made a post. He did this on his own. This isn't AI. This is something that he decided to post on his social media platform, saying twice in just a couple of seconds, that Republicans eat their young. They eat their young. They really do. It's a horrible thing they do. They eat their young. What do they eat their children? What is he even talking about? Here, play this clip. Remember, Republicans eat their young. They really do. They eat their young. Terrible statement, but it's true. I suppose he may be trying to say they eat their own, but again, Nothing is done with care, with tact. It's all unhinged. The New York Post is a radical leftist, this and that. The Republican candidates are cheating against me in Iowa. You know, and I'm reminded by that famous expression, which is, you know, first they came for this group and I didn't do anything because I wasn't associated with this group. Then they came for this group and I didn't do anything because I wasn't associated with this group. And then they came for me. And there was nobody else left to protect me when they came for me. Folks, that is what this MAGA movement is. The MAGA Republicans believe that if you are not 100% obedient to this kind of MAGA mutation that has taken over the Republican Party, you are a rhino. They call Bill Barr, Donald Trump's former attorney general, who covered for Trump. They call him a rhino. And he calls him a fat slob and all of these things. The MAGA Republicans call Ken Buck of the Freedom Caucus a Democrat because Ken Buck accurately says Donald Trump lost the 2020 election. For me, and I know many families out there, it's more important than ever to make sure that you're saving money and cutting back on your expenses. For example, I used to spend over $100 a month on streaming services. Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Prime, you name it. But since I started using ExpressVPN, I've been able to cut back and save so much every month. Let me explain. 
See, all these streaming services like Netflix actually have thousands of more shows than you think. You just don't see them all because they give you different shows depending on your country. So what you see on Netflix here is completely different to what someone in Italy or South Korea sees. But using the ExpressVPN app, I can change my online location. ExpressVPN has over 90 countries to choose from. So every time I run out of stuff to watch, I just switch over to another country to unlock new shows. Right now, I'm watching Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. It's not on Netflix here, but with ExpressVPN, I just tap one button to change my country to Italy, refresh the page, and it shows up. I don't need to pay extra for Apple TV or Prime just to watch it. And on top of that, I can even use ExpressVPN to get discounts. Some services cost less in other countries. For example, if you buy Netflix from Argentina, it costs a fraction of the price. At less than $7 a month, ExpressVPN pays for itself and so much more. It's a no-brainer. So if you want to get way more shows and save money while you're at it, go to expressvpn.com slash Midas Touch. Don't forget to use my link in the description below and you could get three extra months free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash Midas Touch, expressvpn.com slash Midas Touch to learn more. Thank you. Saving with Liberty Mutual, Mom. They customize your car insurance so you only pay for what you need. You could save $700 just by switching. Oh, let me put a reminder on my phone. On the top of the pile. Hello. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 liberty. Why are women everywhere choosing Abby X, the new tummy tuck alternative? I got the tummy tuck results without the tummy tuck downtime. Get a flat, tight tummy fast with Sonobello's new Abby X. One visit fat and loose excess skin removal. RPX is an innovative procedure that allows us to maximize how much fat we can take out and also remove the excess skin. The great thing about it is recovery is minimal and you're back to yourself in a short time. I got a flat, tight tummy fast thanks to RPX. I went to Sonobello and I did the RPX and oh my gosh, I'm able to get back in my size 8 jeans. I feel sexy, I feel confident. And most of all, I feel like the old me before I had my babies. I had Sonabello Abby X over three months ago. I just can't believe it. Like, it's so bomb. I went to Sonabello almost five months ago. Before my procedure, I wore a size 11, and now I am a size 7. It feels good to feel good and look good. I wish I would have done it way sooner. The mommy belly is gone. Schedule your free, no obligation consultation now to learn more about AbEx by Sonobello. It's your life. Live it beautifully. Here's a post from Marjorie Taylor Greene where she goes, When is Ken Buck going to announce he's a Democrat? The amount of shilling for Joe Biden is astounding. Almost like he's hoping Joe is going to appoint him or something. Ken Buck is a member of the Freedom Caucus. The far, what was once the far right wing of the Republican Party, which now Ken Buck is like, wait a minute, I believe that the election results were fair and that the 
70 or so court decisions confirm that. I'm not spreading election disinformation. And I still have all of these other very extreme right-wing views, but we need free and fair elections and we need a democracy. Out you go! Ken Buck says the MAGA Republicans, you don't love Donald Trump? Out you go, Ken Buck. So so Ken Buck left, by the way. Here's the video of Ken Buck where he's like, all right, I'm, I'm leaving this. I'm leaving. I'm resigning. Well, after this uh, term, I'm not going to be running again for office because I'm uh, upset at what this Republican Party has become. Here, play this clip of Ken Buck. How does it, how do they, how do you unite behind decisions, complicated decisions with such a thin margin? What about your own role? Yeah, well, I have decided, uh, Andrea, I'm not going to seek re-election. And, you too. Yeah, I am uh, joining Kay and, and probably some others in, in the near future, but uh, I've decided that uh, it is time for me to do some other things. I I'm, uh, always have been disappointed with the, our inability uh, in Congress to deal with major issues, and I'm also disappointed that the Republican Party continues to uh, you know, rely on this lie that the 2020 election was stolen and, and rely on the uh, January 6th narrative and, and the political prisoners from January 6th and other things. It's, if we're going to solve difficult problems, we've got to deal with some very unpleasant truths uh, or lies and, and make sure that we, uh, we project to the public uh, what the truth is. Well, let me pick- you know, and then in addition to all of those posts of Donald Trump, and those are video posts that he makes, again, th- th- this is all just a boring routine. It's like he has fascist AI just write these things for him. Although this was a new one that he that he posted, this last line, where he told the judge in New York, um, leave my children alone, Engoran. You are a disgrace to the legal profession. That's Donald Trump attacking Judge Arthur Engoran, the judge presiding over the New York Attorney General civil fraud case. The New York Attorney General subpoenaed and because they are defendants, they have to show up, and they are not just witnesses, they are defendants, Don Jr. and Eric. Ivanka is not a defendant, but she is a witness who has to testify. And and Donald Trump goes, leave my children alone. These aren't like five-year-olds. I know they may behave like petulant fascist five-year-olds, but these are adults. These aren't little kids. These are adults who were leading an organization that has already been found by the judge to have engaged in fraudulent conduct based on the undisputed evidence, based on their own words, their own documentation, your own words, the Trump Organization documentation. Leave my children alone, Donald Trump goes, as if he's referring to, like, toddlers. But they are. The MAGA Republicans have turned a major American political party They've removed any semblance of actual conservative ideology to act like little petulant babies. No no offense to babies. It's like this behavior is so unbecoming of our country. I mean, and that's kind of fundamentally where I'm where I'm at with this, which is remove the politics for a second, which I, I think that it is very important that we focus on political issues and its importance. But just if you remove it for a second and you just look at this behavior, this behavior by the modern-day Republican Party, which is MAGA and Trump, is like 
It's it's embarrass it's just embarrassing and disgraceful and pathetic. Judge for yourself, put in the comments below how you feel. Hit subscribe, we're on our way to 2 million subscribers. And if you want to also help support the growth of the independent journalism we do here, go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Midas Touch, and have a great day. Hey Midas Mighty, love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.
Hi there, Guten Morgen. Thank you for the 280k. And let's go see about what happened with old diaper Donalds. You said this thing with the golden shower. Um, adult Trump attacks America. Rapid decline accelerates one day ago. We're not going to start wars, but the wars have to be finished oftentimes before the peace. And if you don't do the wars, the peace doesn't happen. And if you're not going to be tough and ruthless like they are, it's not going to happen. Colleges and universities will purge the anti-Semitism and pro-terrorism. <laughs> what, what you're doing, the <laughs> terrorism. What you're doing. This pro-terrorism is so out of control. <laughs> Nobody's ever seen what you're doing. where they will lose their accreditation and every last penny of federal student loans. It will not be paid to them, probably shouldn't be paid to them anyway. What's up, guys? I'm Boston Brian from the Midas Touch Network. Well, Donald Trump, his merry gang of fascists, and their traveling circus continued their anti-American, anti-immigrant, pro-dictator rhetoric in stops over the weekend in Las Vegas and last week in New Hampshire. Like in this example, where Donald Trump once again praises and commends an authoritarian dictator, this time Viktor Orban. The only problem is Donald Trump's not even smart enough to remember which country Viktor Orban is dictator of. Here he is calling Viktor Orban on the leader of Turkey before seeing Hungary on the teleprompter and correcting his mistake. You know, I was very honored as a man. Victor Orban, did ever, anyone ever hear of him? He's probably like one of the strongest leaders anywhere in the world. And he, uh, he's the leader of, right? He's the leader of Turkey, fronts on both Russia, and he's the head of Hungary, and he runs it tough. Uh, let me tell you, he runs it properly. He runs it strong with crime and everything else. He runs it strong. And he doesn't let terrorists into his country. And here he is in Las Vegas over the weekend, once again, praising Viktor Orban as a strong man. I make this promise you, as president, we will restore peace through strength on the earth, beyond, on the earth. Viktor Orban said the other day, the only way that this Orban. is going to be solved, he's a very strong man, as you know, from Hungary. Why the fuck is the he talking about no this idiot? Fucking fascist. And I gave it to him. I said, what do you need it for? He says, because I like to win by a lot. Because he's and a he strong did. man. Of course he did. Well, dictators tend to win the by fucking henchmen until their people overthrow them or another country gets sick of their shit. And Orban, who's been the leader of Hungary since 2010 and has long been criticized by the EU for his dictatorial and nationalistic rhetoric and policies, fits right into the mold of Donald Trump and the GOP. Now, the link between Donald Trump, the GOP, and Viktor Orban should come as no surprise. As you remember, Viktor Orban was actually the keynote speaker at the 2022 Fuck you, And obviously anybody that watches the Midas Touch Network has known for a long time about Donald Trump's love affair and admiration for strongmen, dictators like Xi Jinping in China, Vladimir Putin in Russia, Kim Jong-un in North Korea, Erdogan in Turkey, and the list goes on. Well, he's very talented. Anybody that takes over a situation like he did at 26 years of age and is able to run it and run it tough, you'd be very surprised. Uh, very smart, very good negotiator. Oh, really, he's got a great personality. He's a you know, funny guy. He's a very smart guy. He's a great negotiator. He loves his people. Not that I'm surprised by that, but he loves his people. How smart is he, could you tell? Top of the line. Top of the line. They're all top of the line. Our, our guy's not top of the line. Never was. These are top of the line people at the top of their game. President Xi is... A brilliant Hear that man. little sniff. If you went all over Hollywood to look for somebody to play the role of President you couldn't find it. There's nobody like that. The look, the brain, the whole thing. Top of the line smart. 
top of the line. How smart is Kim Jong-un? Top of the line. You know, people say, oh, this and that. Really smart. He's a, he's a very smart Putin. Very smart. Now, he's had... It, it's probably a big deal. Don't forget, that whole thing is not... If he took over all of Ukraine... Let's not forget that little known fact that he used to keep a book of Hitler's speeches by the Senate. When I say victory, never to follow the armor, they go to two children, vegetarian, madman, with a mustache. No, they're a genocide of Tennessee's and all that. Just make sure you keep all that in mind when you look at Donald Trump at this next clip. And no, the irony is not lost. I mean, then he's talking about Dwight D. Eisenhower, the man that was supreme and allied commander of the expeditionary force, who was partly responsible for defeating that dictator you were just thinking about. One day I'll terminate every single, on day one, we're going to terminate every single open borders policy of the Biden administration. The single largest domestic deportation operation in America. Oh my God! Fuck you, fascist! Want to be dictator? Dictator. This is on Dick. Great general, actually underrated. The great general. When he was president, he, he deported. He was very much into it. He said, "You have to come in legally. I have to come into the country legally, right? Legally." And he uh, like your, did tremendous like deportation and mom you know, work, but we have and your wife. We have, we have all of these people coming in, and we do didn't? have many, many criminals and people that keep in our country, including disease. By the way, people coming in that underwear are very Why is the fucking and underwear they, uh, model? It's just not right. What's happening? Now, what he's talking about is the 1955 Joint Immigration Policy and largest mass deportation in American history known as Operation Wetback, which, right off the bat, the name Wetback is a racial slur directed at Mexicans living in the United States, supposedly because they got their backs wet crossing the Rio Grande trying to get into this country. Did I just, just wanted to read you a little Mexicans bit about this ridiculous operation that Donald Trump is somehow oh touting as the success of American immigration policy. The short-lived operation used military-style tactics to remove Mexico. <sighs> and he uh, did tremendous deportation and, you know, work. But we have, we have, we have all of these people coming in, and we do have many, many criminals and people that shouldn't be in our country, including disease, by the way. People coming in that are very, very sick, and uh, they. Uh, talking about is the 1955 joint immigration policy and largest mass deportation in American history known as Operation Wetback, which right off the bat the name Wetback is a racial slur directed at Mexicans living in the United States, supposedly because they got their backs wet crossing the Rio Grande trying to get in. To the Wait, did, did he call it fucking Wetback? Dictator, you were just thinking about. One day I'll terminate every single one. Day one, we're going to terminate every single open borders policy of the Biden administration. Fuck you, fascist. And we will begin the single largest domestic deportation operation in America. We have to. We have to. That's what I want to do. You know, Dwight Eisenhower, great general, actually underrated, great general. When he was president, he was very much interested in having to come into the country legally, right? Legally. Legally. And he uh, did tremendous deportation, and you know.
have we have we have all of these people coming in and we do have many discrimination and people that should be in our country. Including diseases, by the way. People coming in that are very what he's talking about is 1955, showing the immigration policy and the largest mass deportation in American history, known as Operation Wetback, which, right off the bat, the name Wetback is a racial slur directed at Mexicans living in the United States, supposedly because they got their backs wet crossing the Rio Grande trying to get into this country. I just wanted to read to you a little bit about this ridiculous operation that Donald Trump is somehow touting as a success of American immigration policy. He short lived operation using military-style tactics to remove Mexican immigrants, some of them from American citizens from the United States. So millions of Mexicans had legally entered the country through joint immigration programs in the first half of the 20th century. We're gonna have to review all of us. Send them back to Mexico. The Let them come back. Fucking give them a fucking ticket to come back. Fucking racist shit heads. Tactical operation to remove the immigrants. Along the way, they used widespread racial stereotypes to justify the sometimes treatment of immigrants. Inside the United States, anti-Mexican sentiment is pervasive. In we stole it from them. We stole this fucking territory. Where you belong. Nobody has ever seen anything like we're witnessing right now. It is a very sad thing for our country. Uh, it's poisoning the blood of you our country. Poisoning. Uh, it's so bad. And people are coming in with wow. disease. People are coming in with with every possible thing that you can have. Poisoning the blood of our country is a phrase that closely echoes the Nazi propaganda Hitler was spouting in Mein Kampf that was used to denigrate immigrants, Jewish families, and interracial families, and also used to tout his racial purity beliefs for his country. More specifically, it echoes chapter 11, which was raised by Hitler, no more than he desires the manner of Negro starters, Indians, even less does she desire the blending of a higher with a lower race, since if she did, her own work of higher breeding over perhaps hundreds of thousands of years might be ruined by the law. Historical experience offers countless proofs and shows this terrifying signs that every person in the world was bad at the moral people for the rest of the end of the culture people. North America, whose population and the poison of the blood of our country. Ultra-fascist, ultra-authoritarian, ultra-dangerous rhetoric was on full before. He would take a tough guy like these two guys up here, 
He'd slap them around. He'd shoot them if he didn't like them. If he gave them a dirty look, right? He'd shoot them right through the head. Vote for Crooked Joe is a vote to turn the United States into a hotbed of jihadists and make our cities into dumping grounds, very much resembling the Gaza Strip. Keep radical Islamic terrorists the hell out of our country. If you don't like our religion, which a lot of them don't, then we don't want you in our country, and you are not getting in. Come 2025, we will find you, and we will deport you. Fuck you, Nazi. Unfit. Well, what happened? What happened with the citizens for ethics? Kill our citizens. We will... case didn't he get disqualified from being on the ballot the ballot Spill a drop of American blood, we will spill a gallon of yours. Rhetoric like that could be inputted into any of the speeches given by history's dictators, and it would fit in seamlessly. And listen, I am well aware that Donald Trump is only trying to imitate and make fun of Joe Biden when he does this, but somebody should really tell this guy the only person that looks moronic, the only person that looks like an idiot in this situation, is Donald Trump himself. Did you ever see him though? Finishes, and by that time all the stuff is worn off, so he's totally incoherent. And he goes, oh, thank you, thank you. just acting like an absolute madman in the midst of some maniacal episode where he just keeps repeating the phrase fat pig over and over and over again and it's really hard to imagine any more unpresidential behavior than this right here i remember with that chris christie a guy shouts out he's a fat pig that we shouted out chris christie is a fat pig then they shouted out Bill Barr is a fat pig. He's a slob. He's a fat pig. You're not allowed to use the word fat. You're not allowed to say that. So they say, Bill Barr, sir, he's a fat pig. And I say, listen, Bill Barr is not a fat pig. What in the hell was that all about? Serious. I really just have to thank this gentleman from New Hampshire for allowing me the opportunity to make this next clip and put it in this video. It's sex slavery. Yeah. That's what it is. Let's be candid about it. Okay, it's pedophilia being marketed with the assistance of our open border in Mexico. Uh, and it's done for profit, and it, and it happens. Uh, you know, the island, what was his name? Um, Jeffrey Epstein. Epstein, right? Oh, you mean this guy. Who mysteriously committed suicide in what? a cell that had nothing to do that he could do it with. Right. Now, all this stuff is its not coincidental, but uh, it appears that there is, no, it's not appears, there is a very high level ring of, of people operating this this sex for with kids uh, ring. You know, buddy, you're absolutely right, which is exactly why we should probably go after anybody that had any connection whatsoever to Jeffrey Epstein, like right? Trump. Next, the brilliant mind of Donald Trump found it wise to use his limited campaign time to talk about 
golden showers. How about going home to my wife on the shower, you know, the golden shower, they called it. And I had to explain that to our great first lady. I had to explain. They said, sure. They said, when you were in Russia. Well, I was with us. I was there for so short a period. And they said this thing with the golden shower. And I said, I didn't care about the other stuff. The other stuff was, you know, nuclear. I didn't worry about that. The golden shower was a problem for me. And finally, in one of the most brilliant campaign strategies in recent memory that I've ever seen, at least, Donald Trump just straight out tells his voters not to vote. So we have to be careful. You got to get out there and you got to watch those voters. You don't have to vote. Don't worry about voting. The voting, we got plenty of votes. In my opinion, that has to be some of the best advice Donald Trump has ever given Republican voters. And I really hope they take it to heart. And I know because Donald Trump sways so frequently between comical and dangerous that it's easy not to be able to take him seriously, but I think we have to take everything that this man says very seriously because he continues to be one of the most dangerous threats this country has seen in a long, long time. And until this man is behind bars or six feet underground, and even then we can't quit, we need to stay vigilant. And the best way to do that is to stay right here at the Midas Touch Network. We're on our way to 2 million subscribers, which is unbelievable. So please click that subscribe button if you like what you're seeing, if you like. Diaper Donald. Diaper Donald. If you like what you're hearing, leave a comment, yeah, tell them Boston Brian sent you. You can also check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash Boston Brian. You can also check out the Midas Touch Patreon at patreon.com slash Midas Touch. Until then, we need to keep kicking ass. We need to keep calling this shit out. We need to keep making sure that this guy doesn't get his way. For Midas Touch, I'm Boston Brian. Welcome. Have a great night. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report. And continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch. Keep up with the most no important Instagram. news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now. How come I can't change, trade, share it to um, YouTube anymore? Damn it! Fucking so-called fix my phone, fix it so I can't fucking use it. Trumps in the hot seat, dangerous schemes exposed. Well, what happened with the? You guys are still there, aren't you? Yes, you are. Oh, hello. Okay, let's let's do let's see what happened with Citizens for Ethics, man. Or maybe um Okay. So I'm gonna do a search. Mm, Citizens for Ethics, I'm gonna do should have like mm, what's it called? Um Duck Duck Go. Should uh or what's that? What's that one where it plants trees? What's the, what's the cert? Uh, 
Five things to know about Trump's 14th Amendment disqualification trial in Colorado. Takeaways from day one of the Trump disqualification. Ooh. CNN and The Hill. Okay. This is The Hill. Five things to know about Trump's 14th Amendment disqualification trial. Whether former President Trump instigated the January 6, 2021 Capitol attack is at the core of Colorado lawsuit. Um, seeking to disqualify him from the state's 2024 ballot under the 14th Amendment's Insurrection Clause. Let's turn it away. That's why it's important to prepare for emergencies before they show up. Go to ready.gov slash plan to find Opening the tools and tips remarks, you need. What the fuck? And make a plan today. Oh, it's just an article? Okay. Whether former Do- President Diaper Donald instigated the... Yes, uh... Under the 14th Amendment's Insurrection Clause, opening remarks in the trial began Monday, where a lawyer for the plaintiffs, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington crew, and six Colorado voters argued that Trump incited a violent mob to attack the Capitol on January 5 to stop the peaceful transfer of power under our Constitution. Those actions, the lawyer said, deemed Trump ineligible to be president again. It was Trump's dereliction of duty and violation of his oath to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution that caused the constitutional process to stop, Attorney Eric Olson said. Eric Olson, I need to contact this person. But the former president's Legal team argued the anti-democratic lawsuit is tantamount to election interference in the 2024 presidential race, where Trump is the undisputed frontrunner in the GOP uh, primary. This lawsuit looks to extinguish the opportunity for millions of Coloradans, Colorado Republicans, and unaffiliated voters to be able to choose and vote for the presidential candidate they want, Trump attorney Scott Gessler said. In fact, the leading Republican presidential candidate and by many measures, the candidate most likely to win the presidency. Fucking treason, motherfucker. Treason. Maybe I should file for him to be charged with treason. In fact, the leading Republican presidential candidate, and by many measures, the candidate most likely to win the presidency. Here are five things to know about the opening day of the trial. Definition of insurrection at core of outcome. The lawsuit suggests that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which says that anyone who took an oath... By the way, Corey Corey Griffin... Maybe I should be... uh, Dual podcasting on this one. Okay, we're talking about the Fourteenth um, Amendment disqualification trial going on in Colorado with the Citizens for Ethics, which uh, should be something everybody's following closely because. You know, he he needs to not get on the ballot. That's what we need to make sure of. Okay. Ah. The lawsuit suggests a sec- Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, which says that anyone who took an oath to support the Constitution... 
How come nobody's tra uh, charging with treason in any way? Let's see. Don't Google that. Has anyone formally charged Trump with treason yet? The New Yorker did. Has anyone been charged with who? Has anyone? At least 14 people have been charged with treason against various states. At least six were convicted, five of whom were executed. Only two prosecutions for treason against the state were ever carried out in the U.S. One against Thomas Thor and another after John Brown's conspiracy. Who may be convicted of treason? What is considered treason against the present? What are three elements of treason? Three key elements are necessary for an offense to constitute treason. The obligation of allegiance to the legal order, which he took an oath to the president, you know, protect and defend the Constitution, and intent and action to violate that. Wow. Okay. seems kind of important. Treason. Intent. An action. An oath. Wow. It seems pretty fucking clear to me. Has anybody charged Trump with treason? Can you be executed for treason in the United States? What is the highest form of treason? What is the punishment for high treason? Why Trump isn't... Oh, wow. This is a Rolling Stone article. Why Trump isn't being charged with treason? The allegation here is that Donald Trump incited an insurrection against the United States government. That sure sounds like treason. <laughs> a law professor answers the big questions about Trump's second time on trial. This is 2021, February 8. Here we go again after having two presidential impeachment, tri impeachment trials in the United States first 231 years. The Senate is now about to start its second trial of Donald Trump in just over 12 months. While we all develop great expertise from taking the 2020 class Trump Impeachment 101, there are all sorts of new issues for the 2021 version of the course. So let's do a lightning sound of the major rounds of the major constitutional issues that you need to know to be an expert and impress your friends at your next Zoom happy hour. Donald Trump is not, you notice how like cavalier they're being pretty, I mean, it's a fucking serious thing. He is a fucking traitor. And he committed treason, you know. And uh, it's testament to it, it, he succeeded, succeeded in throw, overthrowing the country. We don't even talk about this. This one is straightforward. Yes, he can be tried after he left office. The Constitution makes this eminently clear by the use of the word all in the sentence. The Senate shall have the power, sole power to try all impeachments. There is no equivocation in that sentence. The Senate so shall have the sole power to try all impeachments. I thought, I thought it was both houses. You know, it has to be. We learned that you know it has to pass the house and it, uh, the house of the people, people's representatives. And then it has to pass the Senate. Yeah, the Senate is the jury. Is the jury.
the House of Representatives is the trial. Or no, the yeah. They can charge him. House can charge him, but the Senate um, is the jury. <sighs> There's no equivocation in that sentence. President Trump is improperly impeached by the House because he was the president at the time of impeachment. Was, was properly impeached. Thus, the Senate can try this impeachment. Yeah, they, 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 they can impeach. They can impeach the, the represent House of Representatives impeaches him, and the Senate provides the jury and trial. Thus, the Senate can try this impeachment. Any interpretation of the Constitution claiming that the Senate cannot try this impeachment reads the word all out of the Constitution. Anyone arguing against trying Donald Trump now also ignores constitutional history. In 1876, the Senate tried former Secretary of War William Belknap. After he resigned from office, Belknap argued that he couldn't be tried because he was no longer in office, but the Senate rejected this argument. There you go. Belknap, that's 1876, by the way, argued that he couldn't be tried because he was no longer in office, but the Senate rejected this argument. Belknap was ultimately acquitted, but the president was set that an official no longer in office can be tried by the Senate. Why wasn't Trump, Donald Trump charges treason. Question I ask myself every day. The allegation here is that the Donald Trump incited an insurrection against the United States government. That sure sounds like treason. However, the Constitution defines one crime. The rest from federal or state statutes and that crime is treason. The, the Constitution defines one crime. It is strictly defined as follows. Treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them which he did, incited an insurrection, uh, as Corey Griffin was was removed from office, by the way. Um, he was even a commissioner because of the, the um, fact he took part in the January 6th insurrection. So that should be precedent. I should file this. I should file this fucking report. Why, has, why isn't anybody else? I want to be the first. I want to be the first. File for treason. Charges. Treason. File on the truth of treason. File for treason. 45. Tray 45 on. That's doing, that's doing America a favor. What? Is that the fuck? Oh, no, that's not it, bitch. Okay. Let's see here. Ah, treason against the United States. Fuck. Shall consist only in levying war against them or in adhering to their enemies, giving them aid and comfort. Which he does. He's talking about, like, um, pardoning them. I haven't had my coffee yet, by the way. So this is what I sound like when I haven't had my coffee in the morning. It's just fucked up. Oh. Um, 
No person shall be con- uh, okay. Treason- uh, I need to write this down and I will. Treason? Treason against the United States shall consist only in levying war against them, equals J6, or in adhering to their enemies, Russia, giving them aid and comfort, um, you know, yeah, aid and comfort, good people on both sides. No person shall be convicted of treason unless on the testimony of two witnesses to the same overt act. The nation, the entire nation were witnesses to this or in confession in open court. Anybody, can anyone, um, treason. Um, perjured himself maybe because he perjured himself on the stand there would have been war if the, we would have World War II <laughs> we would have World War II comments if he weren't president because he that's perjury, isn't it? <coughs> because he started an insurrection himself. Ah, yo, know, that's just a false, probably just a false statement, I think. But keep an eye out for Trista and, and the worlds. For examples of under oath that this motherfucker says something treasonous. Did he ever talk about like how much you how much he's fucking Putin's butt buddy? Um under oath. Curious about that. Um Okay. But anyway he's he's done everything else. He's done everything else. He probably has said something that I'm just not thinking of. Guess he does. He's fucking open, open, blatant traitor. He did nothing while Congress was under attack. His own vice president levying war against them was what he was doing against Mike Pence. Okay. This is where a lot of disagreement emerges. Some scholars think that this clause requires helping a foreign enemy so that there is no way what happened on January 6th could be considered treason. Others think domestic insurrection might also qualify, but one problem is an 1851 precedent that indicates that there needs to be an intent to overthrow the government to prove treason. An intent to overthrow the government? Yeah, that's the big lie. Big steel. That's a good way to call it. The big steel. And the fake electors. I think it's, uh, I think I could build a pretty strong argument. Based on this. 
but uh, get a lot of people very uh, fucking upset. Their poor, poor Trumpy, poor diaper Donald gets charged with treason and fucked by a fucking uh, other presidential candidate. That would make me famous. Um, lawsuit charges civil civil suit charges Trump with treason um the real, real reason I think that he hasn't been charged is that everyone's fucking scared of him Everyone's a fucking pussy. Sure, it's quiet around here. Huh? I had a little kind of anxiety dream about Dr. B. For the first time in a while. Trump lawyer Alina Habba thinks Secret Service will protect Trump from being jailed. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's nice, isn't it? <laughs> isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? Could it be Satan? Satan? Um, let's see. So there is intent to overthrow the government. When he was saying months in advance, which for my for my treason case against Donald Jackass fucking Trump, Dumpy, Dumpy fucking diaper Don. Don't be fucking diaper done. He wears fucking diapers, idiots. <laughs> Literally wears diapers. You talk about Biden being he's incompetent. Well, huh, here's a good joke. Fucking Trump humpers. Um, here we go. Here's a great joke. Talk about. Trump uppers always talk about Joe Biden, about Grandpa Brandon being incompetent and incoherent. How about Diaper Donald? Huh? Diaper Donald. <laughs> Who's incontinent? <laughs> incontinent, not like on the continent, but 
but fucking literally crapping his pants. But literally crapping his pants. Every single moment. Because this guy fucking literally wears diapers. Yeah, I should have diapered on him. Oh, diapered on. Diapers. <coughs> Shit sound. Poo sound. Yeah, whatever you want to call it. What's that? Farting noise. Fart. Sharding himself. Shitting and sharding himself. Shitting and sharding himself. You know what sharding is, right? <laughs> Bob Woodward's. <clears throat> I should get that clip. Get clip. That for done. Does not. Not does not smell good. Comment. Wonder if he said that. Said that. Uh, he does not smell good. To look that up. <laughs> oh, really? Trump tapes reveal much about what? Fact check: fabricated Bob Woodward tweet disparaging Trump created by satire account. An image showing a screenshot of what appears to be a disparaging tweet published by author Bob Woodward directed towards a former U.S. president is inauthentic and was created by a satirical Twitter account. <laughs> well, it's going to be used in comedy if it really happens. Bob Woodward said that. A screenshot purports to show a post published via Woodward's official Twitter account, Real Bob Woodward, that reads, Since Donald Trump is suing me, I will reveal something I've never revealed before about a public figure. The scent barrier on his depends. is completely insufficient. <laughs> well, some considered the screenshot satirical in nature. Others were duped into thinking the image showed an authentic post well that's the thing about comedy let's take it to take it even though it, even though it's fake fake you just take it for take it for reality i'm sure he i'm sure he does smell like shit other examples of the screenshot shared on social media can be viewed here and here hmm <laughs> <laughs> this screenshot is not authentic and instead was created by a satirical Twitter account that routinely shares fabricated posts under the handle Faith Rub Paul Pole Faith Rub Paul I should follow this person and she 
A label can be seen at the bottom right corner of the image that links it to the account and indicates the satirical nature of the post. Parody by Backrub. The same label can be seen on other fabricated screenshots created by the account. Well, that's, this is interesting. Now start, start fucking rumors. The account posted the image on January 31 here archived. Bob Woodward taking the gloves off since Donald Trump was suing me. <laughs> Another indication of the images in authenticity is a timestamp viewable at the bottom left of the screenshot. 6.68 p.m. A Twitter advanced search by a Woodward's Twitter profile did not reveal any such post. A Google advanced search also did not reveal news articles reporting on the supposed tweet. The screenshot circulated after reports emerged that Trump had launched a lawsuit against Bob against Woodward, claiming that he did not agree to the latter's publishing of tapes of their conversations as an audio book. Oh, we need to listen to that. Trump tapes. Uh, on tyranny <sighs> Trump tapes with Bob I have to listen to that Trump tapes I mer mer it's my new cat it's my new cat <laughs> My new cat. His name is Chairman Mao. Chairman Mao. Chairman Mao. <laughs> okay. Liz Harrington, I'm continuing my fight against the corrupt, dishonest, and deranged fake news media by filing this lawsuit against a man whose image is far different from the fact. Bob Woodward, I will always champion truth and battle against evil forces of disinformation and fake news. <clears throat> Woodward and a representative for Trump did not immediately respond to a quest for comment. <laughs> <coughs> Okay, bummer. If only he did say that. Come on, Bob. I'm sure you you smelled the, the pens and the fucking not delicious. Sick. They were not delicious. Delicious. Our little Chairman Mao. Okay. <laughs> okay, verdict. Satire. 
The post was created by a satirical Twitter profile that Richini creates fabricated tweets. This article was produced by the Reuters Fact Check team. Read more about it. Works Fact Check social media post here. Blah, blah, blah. Okay. So. October 30th. So how long is this trial going to take? <laughs> Everybody donate. Everybody go donate. Two. Citizens for Ethics. Go give them a donation. Show your support. If you got some dough, that this is a good cause. Okay? In fact, I'm going to tweet this. Okay, X. Didn't find it immediately because it's called X now, I guess. You know, it's a stupid name. Hey, Elon, it's a stupid name. X. What, because you destroyed, you literally destroyed Twitter. But, um, I wonder, at least I can say some pretty, uh, inflammatory remarks. But I still have to, I still have to, uh, you know, couch them in kind of vague terms. Fascist fuck. Everybody go donate to Citizens for Ethics. Everybody go donate to Citizens for Ethics. Doing important <coughs> work. Probably the most important work right now in the fucking country. To, uh, other than myself. But treason! I'm filing for fucking treason. I want to be the first. The only person with fucking balls in this country. Trista. Trista from Prez. Diaper Donald. Based on 14th Amendment. If you got any dough, go. Donate. Citizen's breath is very good cause. Everybody, everybody. Come on and dance and sing. Everybody go donate to Citizens for Ethics. They're doing important work right now. Disqualifying Diaper Donald from the ballot. Crew. Crew. Okay. 
R-N-S qualifying diapered on from the ballot. Across the country, based on 14th Amendment. Okay, correct. That's the same. Okay, across the country, based on 14th Amendment. If you got dough, go donate. Lawsuit filed to remove Trump from. Ballot in Colorado under 14th Amendment. Having this, I should get a copy of this complaint. Having disqualified himself from public office by violating Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, Donald Trump must be removed from the ballot. According to a lawsuit filed today by six Republican and unaffiliated Colorado voters, including former state, federal, and local officials, Represented by Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington and the firm's tyranny, Lawrence Stiles. Holy shit, there's a fucking lawyer named Tyranny? Lawrence Stiles, LLC, KBN Law, LSC, and Olson Grimsley, Kawanabe. What? what what the fuck is that thing? Him Him Cliff Hinchcliff Hinch Hinchcliff Hinch Cliff and Murray LLC Okay, I need to fucking write this shit down. I need to I need to start a start a notebook just for fucking treason Treason charges Ah See where where everybody come on this is I'll start a new one. Thank you, Mama G, for all the paper you left me. Yellow for a yellow bellied motherfucker. Yellow fucking notebook. Or a fucking coward. And a fucking traitor. Okay. Ugh. Okay, Trump, you got your own folder. Tray 45 on. Alright. Yellow bellied motherfucker. My treason notebook. For a yellow bellied motherfucker. Yeah. There we go. Yellow bellied. All right. Here we go. Everybody. All right. Colorado. This is, um,. Assistance for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington and firms, crew, and, okay, Colorado, crew and Tierney, Lawrence, 
styles that you get on all of all of the cases get on all lawsuits as pres can potus candidate i'm gonna fucking join your lawsuit <clears throat> Tyranny Lawrence, Tyranny, T-I-E-R-N-E-Y, Lawrence Styles LLC, KBN Law, and Olson Grimsley, Kawanebe, sounds like Nigerian or something, Hinchcliffe, And Murray LLC. Okay. Section 3 of the 14th Amendment, also known as the disqualification cause, bars any person from holding federal or state office who took an oath to support the Constitution of the United States and then has engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort. That's fucking treason, dude. So I gotta... I gotta finish... Uh, <clears throat> 14th Amendment, Dr. Jessica sent a video, disqualification charge, a.k.a. disqualification clause bars any person, this is on the crew website, by the way, bars any person, no, no, thank you, from Holding federal or state office who took an oath to support the Constitution of the United States, which he wants to terminate, by the way, which he wants to terminate. That's my addition. He um, wants to terminate. Okay. And then has engaged an insurrection and rebellion against the same or given aid and comfort he's and it's and or um given aid or comfort it's and comfort aid and you know it says <coughs> it says in the text or but it's and to says
or comfort. But it's and he's given aid and comfort to the enemies thereof. To the enemies Okie doke, welcome back. Let's see why the hell isn't Diaper Donald in jail yet. Judge shuts down Trump liars to their faces in court. Thanks for 280k, man. Even though they're all When you're a judge in a fraud case who sat through five weeks of testimony, Judge Ingeron presiding over the fraud case against Donald Trump, says to lawyers today in the courtroom two things your arguments sound like you're whistling past a graveyard and i've explained this to you ad nauseum you know you're not doing well in your trial take it from <laughs> me a 32 year trial lawyer in manhattan courtrooms just like the one i'm going to talk about whistling this was in the another graveyard, terrible day for the trump mm -hmm. defense team today led by christopher keiss Christopher Keiss made the argument for the umpteenth time since he's been involved with this case that the statute that the New York Come Attorney on, General Letitia James is using to go after Donald Trump, a very unique statute called Executive Law 63-12. If you practice in New York, Chris, because he's a Florida lawyer, I get it, I practice in Florida too, but you know that there are two really powerful statutory remedies and uh, laws on the books that are unique to the New York Attorney General that other Attorney Generals don't even have, certainly not the one in Florida. One of them is 63-12, persistent fraud and going after fraudulent companies and shutting them down and taking their money and taking any money they made off of fraudulent activity through disgorgement. And the second one is called the Martin Act. Again, unique. It has to do with Bluetooth on this one. Okay, no. Come on, feel the noise. Girls, rock your boys. With usually securities transactions, not applicable here. But with those two barbells, the Attorney General of New York is really, really muscular and robust in their ability to go after fraud in the operation of businesses in New York, which is what you would expect from the city that is the home to the economic capital of the world and Wall Street. Okay, what happened today? Why am I so excited? <laughs> I'm so excited because once again, Chris Keiss and the lawyers there uh, don't know New York law and, mm -hmm. it, and it becomes evident and it's it's maddening and frustrating to Judge Angoron and the New York mm -hmm. Attorney General who do know New York law to have arguments that were settled, that have been settled law since the New York Attorney General got these powers in 1956. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is not a new statute. I know people are writing, I'm seeing all sorts of things on the internet. This is a terrible statute for business and what the judge is doing. This statute's been on the book since 1956. Okay, it's like 40 years before I became a lawyer. That's how long, you know, and you learn it in your bar class. When you're studying for the New York bar, you learn about these powers. And so there, the, the power that I'm talking about is the power of the judge having found intentional fraud, intentional fraud or fraud in the operation of a business 
who used what's called disgorgement as a remedy, as part of restitution. What is disgorgement, Popak? Get to the point. Okay, here we go. Damages is money that are paid or awarded by a jury or a judge to compensate for uh, injuries, economic injuries, physical injuries, breach of contract injuries or damages, that type of thing. Disgorgement is different. It is reaching in and clawing back money that somebody obtained through fraudulent means. And whatever the amount they obtained, that's the amount that has to go back generally to the victims, which are the people here of the state of New York. It will go back to the general treasury of New York. So what is the disgorgement fight in the Trump case? It is that he, based on fraudulent uh, statements of financial condition, personal balance sheets that he signed and certified were true, but that were cooked, were hyperinflated, were artificially inflated. Numbers were changed in order to do something, not so he could just look at them like, oh, they were for my personal use, he once said. I'll just look at them. No, he didn't just look at them. He, Eric, Don Jr., Ivanka, Alan Weisselberg, Michael Cohen, and everybody else that worked on the finance side of the or the operational side of Trump organization used Donald Trump's net worth statement of financial condition to to uh, obtain things, obtain deals like the old post office uh, lease being awarded to them in Washington, to obtain bank loans at a certain value and at a certain interest rate, to inter to obtain insurance, same thing, to obtain surety bonds used to finish and complete construction, all based on the fraudulent underpinnings of this financial statement. Therefore, the disgorgement would be the amount of ill-gotten gains. That's what it's called in term of art in our, in our field. Ill-gotten gains is sort of what it sounds like. You weren't supposed to make that money, but you made it on the back of a fraud. And then you calculate how much you would, you know, so the bank wouldn't have loaned you that money. So all the money that you obtained by the bank from the bank, even if you paid it back, is a measure of ill-gotten gains. The insurance that you wouldn't have gotten had you told the truth. The building that you wouldn't have been given in a lease or a transaction. All of that is calculated. And that's the testimony that was going on today in week five of the trial of an expert witness retained by the Office of Attorney General to calculate what would be the disgorgement amount. It's not just simple math because you've got to look at the value. You've got to make decisions about how much of that um, he, he would not have been entitled to, uh, and you back that out, and then you're left at the end with a pile of ill-gotten gains, and that's your number. I don't know if it's the $250 million number that Letitia James said at the, at the time she filed the case, or if, if based on the evidence now produced and adduced and proven, whether it's a much higher number. It could be multiples of that, plus interest at a very high interest rate. This could easily be a half a billion dollar uh, disgorgement case. The lawyers for Donald Trump hate that. They don't, they don't understand 63-12 and its powers that are given to the Attorney General, which include restitution, fines, damages, and the like. They don't understand the power of the judge to support and award remedies under 63-12. And the thing that's the most galling, I'm sure, to the judge is that the settled case law the settled precedent in this area of disgorgement and the ability to do it comes from a case involving Donald Trump, a, what we call a reported decision, meaning it's in a book. It's online. You can find it. It's what we call precedent. It has precedential value with a C. 
okay? And it's the case of Schneiderman versus Trump University. It had another name, but it's basically Trump University, which was shut down by the then Attorney General Eric Schneiderman under 63-12, in which he also sought disgorgement. And the appellate division, first department, which is the first level appellate court that sits over the, the trial court in Manhattan, agreed and basically blessed the ability of the New York attorney general to use disgorgement. Did you know that poor sleep can cause weight gain, mood issues, poor mental health, and lower productivity? Sleep is the foundation of our mental and physical health and performance in our days. Having a consistent nighttime routine is non-negotiable. When I don't get enough sleep, trust me, you don't want to be around me the next day. Introducing Beam Dream. You know we've been raving about Beam's Dream Powder. They're healthy hot cocoa for sleep. And Saving with Liberty Mutual, Mom. They customize your car insurance. You only pay for what you need. You could save $700 just by switching. Oh, let me put a reminder on my phone. On the top of the pile. Only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Why are women everywhere choosing Abby X, the new tummy tuck alternative? I got the tummy tuck results without the tummy tuck downtime. Get a flat, tight tummy fast with Sonabello's new Abby X. One visit fat and loose excess skin removal. Abby X is an innovative procedure that allows us to maximize how much fat we can take out and also remove the excess skin. The great thing about it is recovery is minimal and you're back to yourself in a short time. I got a flat consultation now to learn more about AbEx by Sonabello. It's your life. Live it beautifully. And today, our listeners get a special discount on Beam's Dream Powder, their best-selling healthy hot cocoa for sleep with no added sugar. Now available in delicious flavors like sea salt caramel, cinnamon cocoa, and chocolate peanut butter. Better sleep has never tasted better. Dream contains a powerful all-natural blend of reishi, magnesium, L-theanine, melatonin, and nano-CBD to help you fall asleep, stay asleep, and wake up refreshed. A recent clinical study revealed Dream helped 93% of users wake up feeling more refreshed, and 93% reported that Dream helped them get a more restful night's sleep. Just mix Beam Dream into hot water or milk, stir or froth, and enjoy before bedtime. I personally tried Beam Dream, and it lived up to the hype. First off, it was delicious, and just a lovely nighttime routine. And secondly, and most importantly, it helped me fall asleep and stay asleep. The next day, I woke up ready and eager to take on 
all of life's challenges and tasks. Find out why Forbes and the New York Times are all talking about Beam and why it's trusted by the world's top athletes and business professionals. If you want to try Beam's best-selling dream powder, take advantage of their biggest sale of the year and get up to 50% off for a limited time when you go to shopbeam.com legalaf and use code cyber at checkout. That's shopbeam.com legalaf and use code cyber for up to 50% off. It has been used for the last 50 years or 60 years. But Chris Keis, it's like the first time he ever heard of it. And it's pissing the judge off. I mean, it reminds me of that old Saturday Night Live skit with John Belushi, where John Belushi is on a talk show and he's in college. And this is like the mid 1970s. And they start talking about the first time they ever heard that men landed on the moon. And everybody's talking about where they were in the 60s when the men landed on the moon. And he starts talking about he was in the cafeteria um, talking to his buddies in, in college. And they're like, wait, stop. When was that? He said, I don't know, like 18 months ago. He says, you you just learned 15 years after the moon the moon landing that this happened? He goes, yeah, I don't know where I was before. This is like Chris Keis. I'm sorry that Chris Keis didn't study for the New York Bar. I'm sorry that he's a Florida lawyer. I'm a Florida lawyer, too. But he doesn't understand the laws here. And he has the only person next to him he can turn to, right, in the courtroom is Alina Haba. And Alina Haba is not a New York lawyer either even though she likes to play one on television and she has a rented space in some WeWork uh, rental space that she claims is her office. But if you look online, it's a Regency office rental. She practices in New Jersey, which doesn't have 63-12 on the books. Neither does Florida. And the judge is getting pissed off when the judge uses a New Yorkism. It comes from like my grandfather's period, uh, which is you sound like you're whistling uh, in or past the graveyard, that means you know you're about to lose and you're whistling because you're scared. And so you're acting like you're not scared by whistling past the graveyard. Like, oh, my, that, that graveyard and all. This is, this is great for a Halloween hot take. <laughs> you're walking by, oh, go, the ghosts and goblins in there and all the dead people. They don't bother me. And you start whistling. That's whistling past the graveyard. And that indicates where the judge's mind is at right now. The judge's mind is at where it was a few days ago when he said in, re in response to an attempt by the lawyers for Donald Trump to move for directed verdict before the, the, the prosecutors, the New York Attorney General's case is even over. He's still in the middle of presenting it. Directed verdict. Oh, what, so what's the grounds, the judge said. Oh, Michael Cohen, Michael Cohen. They said, all right, well, Michael Cohen testified. He's not the only witness here. And there is, and the judge used his hands and, and pointed around his courtroom and said, there's enough evidence to fill this courtroom on the fraud case. Uh, I don't need necessarily Michael Cohen's testimony. And they were like, mm, and, the, mm, and they sat down. And they moved on. But that's where the head judge's head was at last week. This week, he says to them, you're whistling past the graveyard on the issue of disgorgement because you know it's coming. You know me as the judge. I'm bringing it to you. And you're really worried about it. And you're acting like I don't have that power. You know, so Chris Kais, sort of like my cousin Vinny, should go look it up. You know, he should get somebody to help him. And he should go study because he's getting very close to my cousin Vinny, where he just doesn't know New York law. And he can't cram it into his head fast enough uh, to do hand-to-hand -hand combat with Judge Angoron, where he's going to lose that fight. So that's what we have so far. The judge 
basically just saying out loud again that there are, I mean, Chris Geis's major argument, just to leave it on this, was your honor, for instance, Deutsche Bank, a main lender for the Trump organization, testified that he didn't even look at the statement of financial conditions, and therefore he just considered Trump to be a good credit risk, and he gave him the money. And the judge said two things. One, I've told you before, Mr. Keis, under 63-12, materiality, reliance, um, all of that doesn't matter. All I got to do here on what I'm, I'm adjudicating as the trier of fact, because there's no jury, is whether there was intentional fraud in, in the insurance documents, the financial statements, the books and records of the Trump organization, yes or no. Because the judge already decided there was already persistent fraud under 63-12, which does not require intent in New York. You can accidentally commit persistent fraud is what I'm trying to say. But for the rest of the case, it, the only difference is you have to show intentional fraud of these six remaining counts. And why is it important? Because the, um, the people of the state of New York through the Office of Attorney General are trying to put on enough evidence so that they get all of the remedies they're looking for. They've gotten some, but not all. And what's the all, just to remind everybody? They want the business certificates of the Trump Organization entities canceled. They want the companies dissolved. They want the assets uh, uh, marshaled by a receiver and a monitor and sold and liquidated, including all of those buildings. They want Donald Trump removed as a trustee of his own trust. They want a permanent ban on Donald Trump and Alan Weisselberg from ever being an officer or director of a New York corporation again. They want a similar ban on the kids, Ivanka, Eric, and Don Jr., right? They want all of this and the big disgorgement number. And when the judge put it to the, when he granted their summary judgment for the people of the state of New York, and he said to them five weeks ago, do we really need a trial? Can I just get to the other remedies that you're looking for and award them and decide on them? And they said, because they're trying to make a proper appellate record, appeal record, the New York Attorney General said, Judge, we think we have to put on all the rest of the remaining six fraud counts with intent and, and all the evidence that goes with them so you have a full record about the, um, the remedies that we're seeking. The judge said, mm, okay, that sounds right. Let's have a trial. And that's why we're in week five of a trial with already a dozen witnesses thousands of pages of documents brought into evidence and now the specter of you know what i call um uh tick 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 boom which is the kids testifying and donald trump testifying and then that that really uh you know she probably the attorney general probably has i don't know another week or two and then she's going to turn this case over to the trump organization defense lawyers good luck and then they're going to spend probably i don't know another month trying their defense out um, and recalling some of these same witnesses like Donald Trump, Alan Weisselberg, the disgraced convicted felon, chief financial officer, Jeff McConney, who cut a deal for immunity, who used to be the controller of the organization. He's, they're going to recall all these witnesses. You, it, does anybody out there think the judge hasn't already made up his mind about this case, given the whistling past the graveyard? There is you're you're making arguments ad nauseum there is a room full of evidence against you there are there are witnesses that have testified mr Keis, who have said they relied on the on the fraudulent financial statements and that they wouldn't have done a certain transaction without them 
Does anybody think he's not already have written a majority of his written order and opinion? And it's sitting in his drafts inside of his computer? Who doesn't believe that? I, I, I'm telling you, that order is written. It'll, it'll, yes, it'll be tweaked, it'll be added to, uh, but he's already got that draft written. And it's just, he's just waiting for, the, for them to shut up and sit down, all the lawyers, and be done with this case and hit print and send on his computer. That's what he's waiting for. And we'll follow it right here on the Midas Touch Network. One place, exclusively, every day, not just Halloween. <laughs> hot takes just like this one. I do hot takes, I don't know, seems like eight times a day. At the intersection of law, politics, and justice, we then pull it all together with my two co-anchors. So if you like hot takes, me talking to you, wait till you see me debating stuff with my co-anchors, Karen Friedman Agnifilo. She's a prosecutor. I'm a defense lawyer. We do that whole thing. And then uh, Ed Mycel is civil rights lawyer and litigator, and we do that on Saturdays at 8 p.m., Wednesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, only on the Midas Touch YouTube channel. We get 30,000, 40,000 people watching us just do the recording. And then we end up top 50 in the world in news uh, related to that. And find out why, if you haven't already joined us. Tune in to Legal AF. Yes, the title is what you think. <laughs> but until the next hot take, until my next Legal AF, this is Michael Popak, Halloween Night reporting. Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.
What does leaf filter gutter protection actually cost? At below to check local pricing now. I'll clean out your gutters. So what do you do if you're Don Jr. and you've now been compelled to testify in the New York Attorney General civil fraud case where a judge has already found you liable for engaging in business practices constituting persistent fraud and now there is a trial over damages, over disgorgement, and over other remedial measures to ban you from doing further business in the state of New York. What do you do? Well, naturally, if you're Don Jr. or a MAGA Republican, you go on the right-wing extremist propaganda show hosted by Steve Bannon to whine about your cabin and the LLC ownership of your cabin, you know, real American problems. We all have LLCs with cabins all over the place that we've engaged in persistent fraud that are the recipients of those fraudulent practices as decided by a judge. That's naturally what all Americans have to deal with. Uh, Don Jr., also, because this confusion, I mean, MSNBC is dancing in your guys' grave. Did they also take the ability for the Trump organization to operate in New York? Did they take your business license? Because you can't really parse what the truth is with these people. What actually happened? What did they yeah. do besides the, the money they're, they're coming to after? Do all that, what about your business you know, license? You know, dissolution. It seems the judge isn't exactly sure what that meant based on the hearings today even. Our own lawyers and, you know, before I got more into the political game, I did real estate for 25 years and I've never even heard of anything like this. And that, that's what's crazy. You can talk with a team of very sophisticated lawyers, and they're like, we don't know because it doesn't make any sense. We've never seen any of this before. But yes, they are in effect trying to do that. If you read the letter of the law, theoretically, my cabin in upstate New York, because it's owned in an LLC, that is a corporation, and therefore because I'm a part of it somehow, uh, that has to be disbanded. And so, well, so then what or who actually owns my cabin at this point? Uh, it, it's it's that this has been done in such a roughshod manner, no one even knows what is real or what isn't. No one can make any sense of it. And it seems like, based on that, everything we've even heard today from the hearings today, that even the judge himself isn't quite sure what he did. But, you know, I guess he's stuck into Trump, so uh, that that's okay and it doesn't really matter. They'll figure it out later. Well, that's exactly what Don Jr. did. And again, he's just whining and spreading lies. But ultimately, here's the thing. Don Jr. is going to now have to testify. Don Jr. is testifying, and the truth will come out. And the truth is, Don Jr. doesn't know what the heck he is talking about, or he does know and wants to cover it up, one or the other. But this was Don Jr. at his deposition in connection with the New York Attorney General civil fraud case, where he was asked, can you tell me what you know about generally accepted accounting principles? Because you're supposed to be this real estate maven. You're supposed to be really smart, Don Jr., and you want to lecture people about accounting principles and real estate and all these things. So can you maybe describe one of the most fundamental principles in accounting? But setting aside even that it's a fundamental principle in accounting, the Trump Organization Statement of Financial Conditions stated that they were done in accordance with generally accepted accounting principles. So 
I'm sure, Don Jr., you know about this. Here, play the clip. Do you have any familiarity with an acronym GAAP, G-A-A-P? Generally accepted accounting principles, yes. Okay. How did you become familiar with that acronym? Probably in Accounting 101 at Wharton. Okay. Um, what do they teach you about generally accepted accounting principles in Wharton? Uh, well, I'm not an accountant, but that they are generally accepted. <laughs> Anything else? That's that's pretty much what I remember from accounting when I want. So. <laughs> Have you told me everything you know about GAP? <laughs> uh, basically, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sure I could come up with some creative uh, stuff to kill time, but I'd be doing neither of us a favor in terms of educating ourselves. Oh, you don't know about this. Here's Don Jr. in another interview, and you see that he's getting very, very nervous, folks, leading up to the testimony he's now giving. And here, Don Jr. is, first he spreads these conspiracies and spread these lies, and then he, again, lies more and says, they want to throw Trump in jail for a thousand years and or the death penalty, and then they just kind of start laughing together. Here, play this clip. They get on a stand, and it's like, oh, well, no, it's great. He's a perfectly credible witness. I mean, this is what we're up against. Again, I think that people understand that. They see what Joe Biden's doing. You see the checks. You see the wire transfers. You wonder why the grandchildren are getting checks from the Chinese government. You're, you know, th those are all reasonable questions, and yet no one asks them. Uh, our mainstream media, the people in D.C., unwilling to ask it, but they want to throw Trump in jail for a thousand years and or the death penalty. Uh, it's truly sick stuff, but this is why we fight. Don Jr. never holds back. Really good having you on, Don. Thank you so much. Again, it's just so bizarre. Now let me show you New York Attorney General Letitia James. It's a video that she made, and I appreciate that she did this video because with all of the disinformation that's being spread by Donald Trump and all of the people he has out go out in the press and lie. I think this is what New York Attorney General Letitia James has to do. She's got to describe what's going on in very kind of clear terms. And so for all of the questions where Don Jr. is like, we don't know what this is about. And Steve Bannon's like, what's this about? This is New York Attorney General Letitia James making it very clear the way we try to do it on the Midas Touch Network. Play this clip. We just concluded the 20th day of our trial against Donald Trump, the Trump Organization, and other defendants. This morning, we heard testimony from a witness who was an underwriter at the insurance company Zurich North America. The Trump Organization was one of her clients. She testified that Donald Trump's statements of financial condition, which the judge ruled were fraudulent, were material to the decision to take on the Trump Organization as a client. So were misrepresentations made to her by defendant Alan Weisselberg when the Trump Organization was looking for coverage. As a result, the defendants got a better deal than they should have, meaning the Trumps got real financial benefits from providing their fraudulent statements. The truth of our case is clear, and the defendants are willfully choosing to ignore it. But as everyone knows, the truth always comes out in the end. So take that very clear explanation given by New York Attorney General Letitia James, fact-based, evidence-based, based on witness testimony, undisputed witness testimony. Okay, 
the insurance company, Zurich, a third party, said they relied on statements of financial condition and other things that were lies. That's what a third party said, that they were relying on fraudulent representations and they would not have made the deals they did had the fraudulent representations not been made. So compare New York Attorney General Letitia James. This is something that our editor-in-chief at MidasTouch.com, Ron Filipkowski, prepared. It's a short montage of Don Jr. over the past couple of days, losing his mind before our eyes on his show, and it's relatively short. By the way, shout out to those folks, uh, the editorial team at MidasTouch.com, led by Ron Filipkowski. And so if you want to help grow this independent media platform and you've seen some of the breaking news stories that we have, including the one that led to Donald Trump being found in violation of his gag order and then Donald Trump attacked us and then Don Jr. attacked us at the Midas Touch Network, just go to patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Midas Touch. Now here is the footage of Don Jr. compiled by Ron Filipkowski. Play the clip. Introducing the FilterSorb Whole House Water Conditioner, a complete home water filtration and conditioning system by Purigen Water. Calcium and magnesium are healthy minerals found in your home's water supply. However, when these ions are heated, they can wreak havoc on your home, causing hard water and scaled buildup in your pipes and appliances. In the past, traditional salt-based water softeners have been used to soften water. However, these systems require a lot of maintenance, waste thousands of gallons of water, and the sodium can damage your home over time. This is why we've created a salt-free system that requires no bulky tank, uses no electricity, and wastes no water, while providing clean, conditioned, great-tasting water throughout your home. Here's how it works. When water enters the system, it will travel through two carbon block filters, which will remove up to 99% of chlorine from the water, as well as any other harmful contaminants. After the water is purified, it then enters the third stage, which contains the FilterSorb SP3 media, where it undergoes a process called nucleation-assisted crystallization. As the water passes through the filter-sorb media, calcium and magnesium is transformed into harmless nanocrystals on the surface of the filter-sorb SP3 beads. Once these crystals are formed, they are very stable and unable to form scale. As these crystals flow through your water system, they will begin removing any existing scale buildup, unblocking even the toughest hard water scale from your pipes and appliances. Furthermore, because our system is neutralizing the hard mineral ions instead of removing them, it will provide you and your family with the cleanest, purest, and most delicious mineral water you've ever tasted. Most importantly, when you purchase the FilterSorb Whole House System, you will also receive lifetime servicing at no additional cost, which guarantees that your system will always be working at peak performance, and you will never pay for a service call for as long as you own the system. For more information or to schedule a free in-home consultation, contact Pure Again Water today and give your family the gift of clean, healthy, great tasting water.
thing that changes is, depending on what letter is behind your name, R or D, whether there's actually enforcement or not. And I quote, tried to slow down, probably has more on them, and they're using that and wielding that power to control these clowns. New York Times to create an article about us and Russia collusion to create the vicious cycle that went on for five years, and then, quote, stand with the people of Palestine. I also don't think Hamas is a fan of the sex workers, but, you know, what do I know? Obama, but it was just missing context. In other words, it seems like they didn't go all in on the fact check, and while it's clearly a joke in the things of Instagram, I'm pretty sure I've never called Kim Keith Instagram about Mike Johnson, other than, wait for it, folks, who refused to condemn the January 6th, what they call an insurrection, I'd say, protest, you know, the first unarmed insurrection knowledge that, quote, Biden's re-election priority. But that doesn't stop Mitch McConnell and others in Washington, D.C. from saying it's the number one issue. Now, I understand Mitch has probably never met an actual Republican, the smartest American youth has to offer. Saying, well, you know, you know, well, listen, uh, we, we want them, but we think we're going to be the exception. You think it's going to be different here this time? People in jail for tweeting the wrong pronouns. Mean tweets are illegal in London. And here, just showing you what they're talking about in the right-wing echo chamber, even Don Jr. here, when asked this question by Newsmax about Michelle Obama running for president, he's just like, what are you talking about? Play the tape. Behind the, uh, the Golden Gate, so to speak, in, in Trump world, is there any discussion on um, Michelle Obama being the, 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 the Democrat nominee? Uh, not really. Well, we will report more about Don Jr.'s testimony, but a terrified Don Jr. losing it all whining on the Steve Bannon show. If there's anything that defines MAGA like that, there you have it, folks. Have a great one. Hit subscribe. We're on our way to 2 million subscribers. Thanks to your support. And check us out at patreon.com slash Hey, Midas Mighty. Love this report? Continue the conversation by following us on Instagram, at Midas Touch, to keep up with the most important news of the day. What are you waiting for? Follow us now.